0: Hello everyone, I'm Thomas from Daft Punk.
1: Random Access
0: Memories,
1: Daft Punk. Daft Punk Thomas and Guy from Daft Punk. There you go, Daft Punk. We assume that's Daft Punk under those helmets. Hello everyone, I'm Guy Manuel from Daft Punk. Daft Punk mixes of Daft Punk. Daft Punk!
2: Let's get back to Daft Punk. It was because of, you know, Daft Punk.
1: Daft Punk. Hello, robots, big and small, from around the world. Uh, it's a live 2021, a Daft Punk podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Darren.
2: I'm Devin Jetsky.
1: And I um, flubbed the, the string of Daft Punk references at the start of the show last week, so I'm going to give it up. I'm bailing. Yeah, you're really burning a lot of bridges. Robin on this Williams,
3: one. he flubbed,
2: and they made a whole movie about it. Yeah, he
1: flubbed. <laughs> And he, they, he flubbed. And then he went back.
2: He, and he, he, he flubbed. I've seen flubber. I've seen flubber. <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen flubber. Uh, let's open our podcast with an inside uh, joke. That nobody's going to get. Thank you so Flubber's much for being joke. here.
1: Oh, we, should, we, we should add flubber to the list of things we got to see. Yeah, absolutely. Flubber's on the list. Absolutely. I haven't watched that since I was a kid. Um, Guys, welcome to the Relaxed Fit Alive podcast. 2007 Relax episode that's fun. we uh we we dove in last week yeah we went hard we went hard this we, is a pair of husky wranglers yeah the, the <laughs> last pair this has got a slot for a hammer even though you're 12 years old <laughs> everybody had to squeeze in their gut to fit in the, the designer genes of last week's episode whoever made it through me talking about technical aspects of the pyramid in a uh, in these jumbo paragraphs of uh, of technological jargon last yeah. week this is this you know, is this is a episode for you because now we're going to talk about we the group. Yeah, that, that was
2: one for us. This is one for them. that. That yeah. that
3: episode we recorded last week that was during the daylight, and the one we're recording now, I would say this is a live 2007 yeah. after dark. After, after dark. dark, this is Get this is the late night
1: episode. This is yeah. the late night episode.
3: I,
2: I'm excited to talk track by track on on this. We're
1: gonna go track by track of. The seminal Daft Punk album, Alive, two thousand seven. Uh, so they um, they decided pretty early on that they were going to uh, um, record this for, for uh, posterity. Yes. Uh, interestingly, the album came out before the tour was even done, but like not early enough to um, give them a tour boost at all. Like the tour was the tour. And uh, they did. They didn't need any help promoting the tour. We talked about it last week, like yeah. the YouTube thing, the explosion of Coachella. They had no problem uh, promoting the tour, None. which is th- so th- this. is something that's stuck in my craw uh, since since two thousand seven. Since this, uh, the the industry surrounding concerts. Uh, has completely uh, been corrupted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and if you're out there, this is just a personal PSA. Uh, uh, and and you enjoy live music, please do whatever you can to buy tickets from venues. If you love live music and if you love seeing this stuff. Support your uh, support your venues. Buy your tickets from box offices. Do not buy shit from Ticketmaster. Please, 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 please do whatever. If you love live music, do whatever you can to not support. Ticketmaster.
3: Ticketmaster and commander. Is that anything? <laughs> is that something? Do we have anything? Is that something? Russell Crowe? Do we <laughs> Ticketmaster of disguise? Uh okay, um, since... okay now we're talking yeah. my language. Um uh um it was uh it
1: it was relatively simple to have seen Daft Punk in 2007. Since then, it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Uh um uh places like buy up tickets to themselves to sell on Stubhub uh um uh to uh insane markups. Uh Ticketmaster service fees are uh literally illegal. I mean <laughs> like, it's a grift. like it's all a grift. Uh, it's a huge um, grift. Uh you know, uh like selling tickets for more than they worth than the more than they're worth is a crime. If I do it. If I do not, it, if personally. not if it. Ticketmaster does it, not if StubHub a business does it. model. If they do, yeah, it. it's a business model. If these places do it, it is a crime. If a guy on the street sells a ticket for more than it's worth, uh, uh, there's not even tax. On a ticket if you buy it from a box office. Yeah. Uh, if you go up, if a if a Radiohead ticket is $80 and you buy it from the box office, it's $80. If a ticket for Radiohead is $80 and you buy it from Ticketmaster, it's $112. Yep. Uh, uh, the entire business model of live music has been corrupted. And th- that music is not going to the art or that money is not going to the artists. It's not supporting the people, the creatives. It's not supporting... Uh, anything but fucking greedy people at the top. So before we get into it, let's let's all try our very best. I know it's harder and it's it it's more difficult and it's, and it's better more time and it's
3: faster hmm. and it is stronger.
1: <laughs> but. but fucking go to your box office. I so yeah. So just just let's just. Say that right off the top. Go to your box office. I agree. Go to your local box office and buy tickets.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Plus, like, then you don't have to, like, I mean, you can just stand in a nice little line. You can meet some people and you can buy your ticket and have it. You don't have to worry about, like, clicking refresh a thousand times. I have a great story. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Um.
1: There's uh, the Masonic Temple yes. in our uh, home city of Detroit.
2: I'm familiar with that beautiful, beautiful building.
1: A uh, uh, a scant month after Devin here and I mm-hmm. saw Radiohead in the absolute nosebleeds of Little Caesars Arena, Tom York played a solo show uh, in uh, at the in the Masonic Temple, and uh, I went to the box office there to buy tickets. I had it up on my phone too to see just in, uh, in case the show sold out before i could even open the thing yeah instantly instantly uh it was and then you know tickets are on the secondary part of ticketmaster for twice as much as they're worth or whatever and i walk up to the box office and i say can you help me out can you give me can you get me two tickets to tom york uh, at your venue and they say no problem we held, we hold some for people that come to the box office yeah. and a, in a month after seeing uh, Radiohead, uh, in not being able to see the people, but just being able to kind of like take in the vibe from yeah. w- some of the worst seats in the entire arena. Devin and I saw Tom York from 12 feet away. Yeah. Uh, because, because, uh, Masonic temple held, um, standing room only, um, uh, tickets in the, uh, what's that place? What's it called? the little standing room part right in front the at the at a venue i don't know like like standing room only right in front of the stage yeah. before the seats start we got tickets there like ga ga general admission
3: uh we saw a cello player open up
1: yeah. for tom york and now i own a cello and i it's because of that for for the ticket price no service charge no tax no,
3: nothing i waited in line one time for snl tickets and i met the guy in front of me and i ended up moving in with him that's great. And we had one of the worst years of roommate <laughs> experiences but, ever. But it wasn't because of the box office. Yeah. Or his fault.
1: Yeah. Don't yeah. uh don't support Ticketmaster. Awesome. is what we're saying. Cool. Um Are we allowed to do Daft Punk now? Yeah. Yeah, let's do Daft Punk now.
2: <laughs> uh I'm excited. I'm excited. After after digging in last week and, and talking about all again, I've
3: crystallized yes. my my songs are just a window into the groove. Yeah, I I've got, I've got I've got a lot going on Let's with that. We'll that. talk about it during this episode. That is a thesis I'm very interested yeah. in. This, yeah. We'll spend some time with it today. The whole
2: thing You're is about be prepared to defend it cuz I'm going to attack
1: yeah. your thesis.
2: I think we'll have to get we'll get to <laughs> <fit> stick ups. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Windows are an eye to the soul. Yes. Yes. So, where grooves. groove. So every time you look in a
2: window, you're
1: seeing every the time. Soul. So the
2: grooves are the eyes of a song?
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool. The grooves are the eyes of the song. Great. I got it. Yeah, I'm into it.
3: Songs are a window into the groove. Yeah. And I'm going to prove that over the course of this episode.
1: Great. Um so yeah, uh um we talked last week about the fact that Daft Punk leading up to this had released a kind of Critically and commercially um, underperforming record called Human After All. Uh, They do Electroma. They do Musique Volume 1, released a month before their Coachella show. It's called Volume 1, but it's a Greatest Hits album. Yeah, And I don't know. A a band doesn't necessarily put out a Greatest Hits album if they're planning on – more greatness, right? Tell that to Corn from last episode. <laughs> so I bought
3: the Corn Greatest Hits album, and then I bought their next record next year.
1: I didn't realize w- when we recorded last week's episode that it, that that came out a month before Coachella. So that really even feeds more into this fact, this idea that like, is Daft Punk done? You know? Yeah. Uh, and then a month after that comes out, they do this, and they just say to the world, "We're not only not done." We're just fucking beginning. Yeah. (laughs) Because we're changing the game. So do we want to go track by track? Let's go in. Let's go in. So set the scene. Dark curtain. What's happening? Exactly. And uh, like uh, there's like maybe house music. You know, like not house music, yeah, but, but like how, like like lower the music case, like music. lower lower yeah, case no, H. I got you. music in the house. But then it stops mm. for a while, yeah. and it gives a chance for people to chant like death punk, or like start singing like one more, like maybe yeah. people are saying like one more time. Like yeah. what's going on? like we want a death punk? It's, it's raucous. It's raucous. It's confused. We it's insane. And then it's raucous and it's rolis. It's raucous and it's rolis. And then it's robot clear. <laughs> it's robot raucous. Robot raucous. Yeah, there you go. There is something
3: <laughs> that is something <laughs>
1: slicing through the crowd at a blistering volume. <laughs> do 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 do. Yeah. This that part is not on that record. I presumably they couldn't clear it with <laughs> Spielberg. No. <laughs>
2: Uh, but you've heard it. You've all you've heard it on in the intro of it. it's Yeah, weird. it's the first thing you
1: hear on this podcast. Honestly, it's crazy that Spielberg let us use it. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we cleared like, it with him. We cleared it with Steven Spielberg. We cleared that I with Steven Spielberg.
3: I, we talked about it briefly last week. <laughs> I have not thought about Close Encounters in a while. Yeah, but it was very powerful to me when I was a kid. Yeah, that they were like. We have to play this synthesizer at these aliens to communicate, and it worked. And it worked. They played the lights, and they played a gigantic you know Moog synthesizer in 1976. You know what's great that about...
1: rocks? Like The great thing about that movie is I'm conditioned from alien movies to uh, a presupposed malevolence. Right. That movie is all about, what if we got on the same wavelength... It's like good, what's it's it, what's a, if what if
3: everybody's cool. Much like disco. Synthesizers are often in movies as evil dark things yeah. like in Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. The synthesizer part was really scary. And that part I like.
1: Yeah, I actually like Amen. it there. So that happens. Yes. And then then we here we go. Curtain parts. And there's a fucking 20 foot pyramid on the stage. And what do you hear, Darren? What do you hear? robot robot i was like
2: in my mind i'm like robot or human first robot
1: robot Robot. roblox (laughs) roblox (laughs) and humane society robot and robot human yeah robot i
3: put this on at my parents house and my mom was like those noises are very annoying
1: yeah and i uh and like to the uninitiated what's going on
3: and also to be fair those noises are annoying I was trying to explain the concept of tension and release. This is yeah. This is tension they're building. They're going to release it with the groove. My mom was like, "Make them stop making that." noise. Yeah, why <laughs> can't the
2: whole thing be the good part? I, I know. <laughs> I know, buddy. I, I wish it could, but it doesn't work that way.
1: I, yeah. Um. Uh. As a little boy. Yeah. As a little little tiny boy witnessing this. Yes. I'm like, oh my, oh my god, uh, what? Because uh, like two stark spotlights on this pyramid with two. Actual robots in leather suits, and to like uh, illuminated by these uh, alternating uh, spotlights to robot human robot human robot human. That was my aesthetic for the next six seven years. Like like, uh uh, my like Facebook bio yeah was just the. The uh, phrase human, yeah. That's <laughs> like, because of this, the the, the 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 blurry Facebook or the blurry camera photo I took of the giant word human in on the back, back backsplash thing. That was my Facebook header for the I don't know conservatively in the next ten years. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, 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 because this was one of the most seminal moments of my life. Track one, Robot Rock. Oh yeah. man so that that's like uh like there's like two and a half minutes of build at the beginning of the show you know that is just human robot human robot human robot and then they and then they start to like you know uh, what
3: doesn't have two minutes of build is the song robot rock
1: yeah you know what's and also you know what doesn't have a like a definitive massive break is robot. that song robot rock. they you know, they that's what that we talked about the lack yeah. of like movement in that song here they, they could like, have done it, they, they chose could have done it. Though. Yeah, they fucking break that shit. So that that, that is the groove explodes. Yeah, when it, it explodes know, so in that moment. A couple
2: notable things I, I want to point out you know, to to tag on to the stuff from last week a little bit, we we are uh, notably minimalist in the uh, the the elaborateness of the lights right now. This is pretty much just black very and white, very stark. No, point. it is yeah. all
1: black and white. There's nothing there's but no color. There, there's nothing. There's nothing illuminated. It's the there's strobes, holes. and what then the it? opposite of that book. Everything is illuminated. Yeah, it, nothing is illuminated. All the only, <laughs> the only operational lighting at this point are, are those two stark spotlights that are shining down, down yeah. towards the robots, towards the audience. So throughout, it's the, wild throughout
2: the course of this. The, the lights will build into their uh, the, the the elaborate you better believe it buddy. craziness of of what will become the, the 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 finale and then the encore but also notably I, my my favorite thing that I don't I don't really realize it uh, it happening that that happens right off the bat is the tempo at which they choose to start this set. Yes. is incredible and i think that it sets the tone that and, and i think it's an often overlooked thing this song is so high tempo compared yeah. to i think uh compared to what we're used to with yes. with them
3: caitlin and i talked about the, when we were
2: watching it this yeah. week
3: the tempo of this album yes in that it makes incredible tempo changes yes in a way that concerts of dance music don't traditionally it's really do hard to do yeah when you're djing it's really hard to change but tempo. they're not djing right they're I in know. ableton so with ableton yeah. you have the tempo knob yeah. So yeah you can take it down in a way that you can't build you you don't build tempo changes into your songs because if you give them to djs they don't have anything to do with it. They're like, yeah. what do you mean it starts fast and gets slow? You don't, you know, they don't want to play with it. Right. Here, they get to just really yeah. live it, in these changes. And, and, it's and, and incredible. like, it is
1: like, it's like this whipshaw pace of like when things speed up and slow down, like it's, it, 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 yeah. it keeps you on they, your toes treat, as a, like an active participant of the show. It really keeps you on your toes. It's throughout
2: great. this whole show, they treat, Tempo in a way that most electronic artists are, are don't, which is a- another parameter they can play right. with, which is is just, a- again, a testament to the level at which they're thinking about this specific performance, this arrangement uh, of music that they have created for this purpose, which I think. Again, right off the bat, the tempo is is the thing that jumps out at me. And I think throughout the entirety of this whole show, uh, it's one of the things that I think we overlook the most and is one of the most
1: impactful things. So so we learned last week that it was important for them that this show was an intersection of the three albums that they put out. I think it is incredibly intentional that they – lay down human after all stuff right off the bat. Yeah. In a new, like this, like this song robot, like we talked in our human after all episode about how robot rock that, that kick, that groove, that three second chunk or whatever is undeniable, Mm -hmm. but there's no movement. Yeah. They, they show right off the bat, like this is what we plan to do with that. And, and trust us that we have a plan for for in, like it it's so intentional that it starts with human after all stuff and it introduces him human, human after all stuff in such an and a crazy uh like earwormy way yeah. you you are in, you are the even the hardest biggest Daft Punk fan yeah. that was so disappointed with human after all would hear this and be like Holy shit! I'm in the ride. Of, I mean, I am in for the ride of my life. Notably, yeah, this is such I mean, a great way to start the show. Like, fuck you, fuck your interest or disinterest in human. After all, trust us that we're going to incorporate this into I mean, the and, ride of and my life. And it's got
2: the intentionality again. Is a word that I keep using. Of you know, we we go from robot rock. Oh yeah, touch it. Techn- uh, technologic, television rules a nation. So until track three, which we'll get, we'll get to track three. It not only is that the the first time you it, conceivably, if you're at the first performance of this at Coachella 2006, up until you hear the words "Around the World" in Television Rules the Nation uh, in track three, and it that's the first moment that there's a splash of color. I mean, it's black and white until then. Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly yeah. confident that the first color you get is with the "Around the World" uh, around the, in in the Television Rules Nation sample there. Well, the and so far at the beginning of this, you open up
3: with. Three tracks from Human After All, and yeah. then Oh Yeah, which is which is outside is, of the yeah. context of this. That's not a track I I often thought about. No, because yeah. it's, it's it's like a it's, it's like or it's a it's a it's, it's a, a groover,
1: but it's like um it's like an interstitial yeah, on Homework, absolutely. right? It's not like yeah, it's not like oh, a yeah. it's like a it's like a minute and a half it's like long a short track circuit or something. It's not right. Uh, it's like an interstitial on Homework. But should we listen to some of the home uh, the Oh Yeah part? Yeah. Yes, we should absolutely. That's great, yeah.
3: That shit, great. you want to pump your fist, to. yeah. yeah. It, though, I mean, that, that, those it, breaks and oh yeah, yeah, that's not oh yeah breaks, yeah. It's not robot rock breaks. This this is for the show, yeah. and it is so pulsating. It sounds, it's boom, it's, right it's, off the bat. No. It's just that, it's
1: just you like you just lose yourself in that. That's is, that's the best thing about live electronic music, is when your brain turns off, and you are stuck in a position where just you you have no choice but to move along with the music and you're not thinking at all that's that's what this, this kind album, of part of the shit is designed to do is just to make you stop thinking at all
3: human after all has very dark sound design but it is not a techno record and homework has moments of it that are interested in techno stuff like alive or yeah. parts of rolling and scratching, right. but it's not a techno record. The most techno-forward things Daft Punk has ever done is on this record. They yeah, get into yeah. long stretches of techno grooves <coughs> that they don't they don't do anywhere else. Yeah. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, um, I uh, saw a <laughs> a fan thing on Reddit this week or a couple weeks ago. I don't know. Um, somebody. Uh, posted a story where they they met Tomas during uh, like at an after show thing during this tour and they were like hey man love the show what is that song that you sampled uh who who's the female singer that does the oh yeah part like what is that song from and Tomas was like oh that's actually from our first album that was me singing (laughs) I, that I was me I sang answering them. the phone my whole <laughs> life at home and everyone being
3: like Renee. And it's like, no, it's Devin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <he's laughs> everyone like, like, thinks it's my mom on the phone. Actually, like, yeah. I, I just it. like
1: modified my voice with a synth or whatever. Like, I, like that was I me. That like. was me, too. I'm sorry. Like, when he, and the guy was like, he was incredibly nice and respectful and stuff. And I felt so embarrassed. Oh, that.
3: Devin, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I didn't. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I I just was expecting yeah. your mom. It's not. But, but it's the you. same thing.
1: Like, yeah, it's just this weird minute and a half long interstitial on their first album from at this point what uh 10 years ago or whatever you know um it's yeah. like a slow oh, it's, it's, it's a slow break that like yeah absolutely it's a very hip-hoppy sounding but, but, break yeah it's incredible which makes complete sense so they slow down the tempo that that's like the end of that track yeah. that's that break goes into this uh this next so the so if you're listening to this and you didn't see the concert or whatever, there's no stopping in this show. No, uh, this this is a one cohesive piece of music. It was there's b- some stopping. There so there are there are breaks. For there's applause. breaks. There's yeah. There's like yeah. You know we're gonna take it down and yeah. let everyone clap. Uh um uh. But in general, it's like one long yeah. like thing. They broke it up into tracks for CD purposes. Um that slow down break uh they they slowed the bpm down because the sec- track 2 is technologic mixed with touch it which is itself uh a uh, a song from Buster Rhymes that samples technologic yeah. so this, this track 2 is technologic mixed with a song a song, a song from Buster Rhymes that samples technologic yeah that's why so uh, uh I have a I have a moment here to to play this but why don't we so we heard the way they slowed it down into oh yeah why don't we hear something from the very beginning of this that incorporates the touch it part uh just to to, to introduce this track this is the beginning of touch it slash I believe it's Okay, so that that is the way slowed down version yeah. of Technologic. That's the that's the Busta Rhymes song, which is wild.
3: I would have loved another collaboration between Swiss Beats and Daft
0: Punk.
1: Yeah, Swiss Beats was
3: doing a bunch of very cool stuff at this time. I don't, I've not followed his career since then. He was a producer I liked a lot at this time. Yeah, and it would have been cool to see them have some of the same dynamic they have with like Pharrell. Cause yeah. Swiss beats is a guy who lives in the same space as like Neptunes. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in that era. And
2: I like, mean, he, and uh, he produced, um, um, so uh, he produced onto the next one, which is one of my yeah. favorite Jay-Z. Yeah. yeah. So there's an time.
1: interesting thing going on here around this time. Um, they, they loved whatever this, they love this so much that they put it in their live show. Yeah. Yeah they get sent a a demo from Kanye. They love that and they okay it. They okay it so much that they're in the music video. And then they perform with Kanye in his Grammy performance in 2008. And that uh, this, this festival along with uh, the Kanye track stronger kind of propels them into just this like zeitgeist. I think, I think, really, that Kanye thing really helped introduce Daft Punk to uh, a, a wide audience that they never would have been able to, like, connect with otherwise. But there are instances around this time of people wanting to sample them and wanting to use bits of Daft Punk stuff, and they straight up say no. Sure. So in 2007, Will I Am releases on his YouTube page a a song that samples a Daft Punk song before he cleared it with them. I've never heard it because This was at
3: the time that that group was blowing up. This was yeah. the beginning of them and, and
1: and 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 like the Black Eyed Peas and Will I Am specifically have become a punching bag joke. Right. Yes. I don't know what it I don't. I, it's hard to contextualize what that meant. So I, I still I still have no idea how to how to yeah. see it as anything. I saw I saw Will. I am DJ at, at Ultra. Wow. I so he uh, I was at a Moby set. Yeah. And he uh, came on next. Uh, uh, I I'm not sure who at Ultra booked him. I don't know why it happened. Uh, the the Moby set was awesome. Everybody was digging it. Will.i.am came out to tonight's going to be a good night. Jesus Christ. To raucous and ferocious booze. <laughs> like, it, it, and then I watched an entire field of thousands of people stream away and just clear out and empty. So like it, he is he is disrespected by the dance music community in an incredibly potent way. We
3: spend a lot of time at a theater called Go Comedy, and one of the songs that comes on, or used to come on uh, over the PA, was this very groovy track that was sampling uh, This is the Rhythm of the Night. And mm-hmm. Rhythm of the Night is one of the most incredible house tracks of all time it's like yeah. this is the rhythm of the night and i'm like grooving out to it and it like turns into this dark dance break and i'm like oh my god i'm really i'm moving to this it like turns into this like bump 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 yeah. bump 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 and then i hear the black eyed peace start singing Jeez. and i'm like oh no this is a this is a black eyed peace <laughs> track <laughs> i went home that night i looked up the song and i found it instrumental oh no the, the beat remix of ritmo rhythm of the night
1: <laughs> ritmo
3: was was very good but what, it a, what, a, what it's but a, as soon so, as as soon as i hear that i can't you know
1: so um uh so he put it out i don't i don't even i'm not even sure what song they sampled whatever daff the next day it was gone yeah, I mean but so, how,
2: how much of that is him so, doing it without clearing it and so, then making a point. I don't know. How so much is... so uh, when, Dilla, I, didn't I, sample, when Dilla didn't
3: clear a sample, they asked him to do a remix When Dilla
1: didn't clear a sample, they asked him to do a remix. Yeah. That's when true. Will I Am didn't clear a sample <laughs> took the away. next day, it was it was erased from the internet. And the one uh and QA that I found with a journalist and uh Tomas that brought it up, they were talking about sampling and then he said, So uh, then what's what happens when somebody like will I and and Tomas was like, we prefer not to comment about that. Yeah. Great. That's incredible. And, yeah. I mean, there's a there's So like, like there's a there there's a incredibly. Yeah. They 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 have built a career on sampling, but I think they have built a career on creative sampling in ways that they want to honor things. And I think that there is a really. Yeah hard disdain from them for, for types of sampling that feel like it's exploiting something. And I
2: think that we're also the other thing that they built a career on is having good taste, right? you know? And like, I mean, right. honestly, I mean, like I think that they recognize a brand collaboration that will tarnish their band and a brand collaboration that will improve their brand. Yeah. You know,
3: while we're on it, cause we're going to get away from it soon. I was looking up Swiss beats, trying to look up the discography. Yeah. Um, when he was 18 years old, his aunt and uncle started Rough Riders Entertainment, and he he came up as I, I guess I didn't realize this. He came up as DMX's producer, yes. DJ and hype man. Yes, I knew they were affiliated. That's very cool. That when he was 18, he yeah. was he was hype a manager. hype man for DMX. Yeah, and like the Sushi idea an that incredible producer of
1: anybody, the idea that DMX needed a hype man is very funny because that saw, he is hype God man. Rest, the rapper, God
3: rest DMX's soul. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, three years ago, and he had just gotten out of a long jail stint, and he was doing a tour, uh, an anniversary tour, and he was—he's a grown man, like a—he's mm-hmm. a, a, a guy who's getting older, and he climbed up a bunch of speakers into the rafters Hell of the yeah. third floor of St. Andrews, yeah. like up where that
2: second deck was,
3: and he was—he was—he like climbed from the stage up there. It was one of the best kinds I've right. ever. If been you, to.
2: Devin, if you think of. If you think of like Rough Riders Anthem on par with the Swiss Beats songs, you right. know, and you love it's it's there. It's Absolutely. all there. It's, 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 he's, he's very good. Such, and he's, he's consistent in his style as well. And it's a very cool thing. So I think let's, he's still married to Alicia Keys.
1: Really?
3: I think there are, I think they are a couple. Yeah. No idea. He's, he's
1: you. an
2: incredible producer. Really is.
1: He should either be, if that's true, he should either be Swiss Keys or she should be Alicia Beats.
3: Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta solve that.
1: If that if they're still married why why isn't she Alicia least your bees or why yeah, isn't he swiskies? <laughs> you know what's hilarious <laughs> is we
2: were like this will be a quick fun yeah. app. We're, we're 35 <laughs> minutes in and we've done two tracks. And we're having so, fun. We're having fun. We're <laughs> having fun. Uh, um, uh,
1: so let's let's get a little bit farther into this track. This is still Touch It Technologic.
0: If it's tough for
1: You know what What really sticks out about it, not a Remember how we we went through the entire remix album and there's like six versions of this yeah. song on there we and about none it. of them none of them highlight those that drum pattern yeah they they know they, they the know. two of them that's know the they the two of them know where the groove is here Absolutely. and as soon as that break is we got the boom because that I mean that's the we, thing that just takes technologic and makes it one of like w- people for many
3: years have listened to Daft's punk's music and tried to approximate it or remix it or whatever and missed the parts that are compelling about what they're doing yeah Yeah. and it it's it's very easy to superficially look at the stuff they're doing and be like oh it's the it's the robot auto-tune voice it's the right it's the thing you know it's like they understand that the compelling parts of their grooves yeah they they know how to they know how to play with them and and this is an exercise in them really stretching and playing with their own grooves.
1: I think they're re- really like under appreciated as baseline creators, right? And drum pattern creators cuz that's where their groove lies. So
3: these what we're listening to, we're not listening to their songs. Yeah. We're listening to
1: the grooves. grooves.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll I mean, ke- we'll keep talking about that. I think that there's there's um we'll talk about what is a groove. So so one of the things What is a group. specifically with this. We'll talk um, about it at the next. The track. clip that you just played, I think, shows another thing that they do that that I I I don't know that I think some people are very scared to do, which is allow the room to air out, and it gets down to that. Yeah. Yeah. And only that quiet allows that. I mean, I love that you played that clip because it's one of those moments that truly defines this this performance. Letting it get so small and then just unleashing this sound, yeah, and uncorking. it's a sound
1: you know, but it's a different and version of a sound point, you know.
2: All of those things at coming this point, together.
1: We're talking about being like seven minutes into an hour yeah. and a half set or right. whatever, and they are already letting it just yeah. to like. Build the tension and release, right? I mean, it's 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 the it's the same thing they've been doing yeah. for
2: for a decade. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's the same idea. That's that's what they're doing in all of homework for the most part is yeah. the tension and release. I mean, that's what we love about that's what we love about Alive ninety seven is their ability to do the tension and release. And, and again, what what they find here is this way to balance that tension relief re, re, and relief with the. With the grooves that you know, it's 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 like again, it's a nexus of a, a handful of great things.
1: Forty minutes in, should we go on to the
2: third track
1: on this record? Yeah, we have to. All right, yeah, this is this is where
2: I have to go on a
3: tangent. This is
1: Television Rules the Nation with Crescendals Damn! If there are two songs, if I if I had to pick two Daft Punk songs that I wouldn't think would go together, these fucking two songs. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's, one of the most upbeat remarkable, one of how... the most upbeat, cheery things that they've ever put out with this like droning, uh, fuzzy. Guitar led thing, and they and it just works, and it's crazy. I'm
3: thrilled to announce that this is the song that has figured out my songs are just great. Okay, so let's hear it. this. What this song is, right, is is a mashup of these two tracks, but it begins <gasps> with just a teaser of "Around the World."
0: Television, the rules the nation. And of the world. Television. The rules the nation. And of
1: the world. Television. Let's hear this break really quick. The,
0: nation, the world. Television. The rules the nation. The world.
1: That that is an incredible break. So That's what, incredible. What have we done here,
3: right? This this they're not going to play around the world. No. They are introducing the idea of around the world into the set mm-hmm. cuz we're going to get to it later.
1: Like three or four different times. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So when we talk about grooves the the word grooves when we say that we're referring to literally like those are good grooves, we mean those are good like the grooves of a record like yes. when you put those on the needle's going through some good grooves when we're <laughs> yeah when we're talking about grooves and the way we talk about them what we're saying is the groove of a song is that that chunk that we're going to keep repeating right
1: yeah
3: uh like a motif of a song is a melodic, a rhythmic or a harmonic cell they call it the smallest analyzable element of music yeah It's the least amount you can break a song down into and still have it be recognizable. So you can write a motif. It can be some intervals of music. It can be a rhythm. It can be a melody. It can be two bars. It can be three notes. You can introduce a motif early on, come back to it later. It's it's something you're going to return to that's recognizable. So when we're saying grooves, we're talking about motifs – like in Beethoven's Fifth, you know he's got the the fate motif, the bum 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 bum. Yes, yeah. They introduce that in the first bars. They Beethoven returns to that in a million different permutations for the next ninety minutes of music right. or whatever. Right. So when you have when you have a groove, you have a motif. You can play it. And construct a piece out of it or
2: you can deconstruct it and make a different section right. out of it so you know like that's thinking of like semi-mobile disco it's a yeah. motif and that the whole thing is you know uh, delicacies is each yeah. individual song is a motif that is constructed and deconstructed in different complexities yes i'm with you so, i'm 100 percent on yeah. board with so if, everything if, you're saying if, right if now hey whenever song... you're whenever
1: you're <laughs> whenever you're comparing daft punk to beethoven I'm on board.
3: I'm there. So I'm there. It, we like around the world. Yeah, we do. It's a song, but you can break that down yeah. into a couple seconds. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think you can refer to a motif or a groove. Sometimes you can refer to it as a riff if it's just like kind of a melodic thing. If it's vocal, maybe it's a hook. But when you're breaking it down into something that's small, it's, you know, the groove, it's the motif. The fact that we can take the groove from around the world and play it for a couple seconds, but we're not playing the song. It's like that's just a permutation of that. I think that when you have a groove, you have a motif. The song it's is not just even your the groove, construction, right? right? It's, it's the, groove, of the groove. The
1: groove of Around the World is the bass
3: bum, 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 bum. And much like that with Too Long later in the album, we're going to get the hook of it, the vocal part. And then a couple tunes later, we're going to get the groove of it. Yeah. Yeah. My songs are a window into the groove is, is my theory that the groove is like two bars. And like I've said before, the song is your permutation of that. When, when Simeon mobile disco does their remix of Kevin Saunderson's big fun, when Kevin Saunderson does his remix of who's afraid of Detroit, they're, they're taking their crack at taking this motif and constructing yeah. Yeah. their so I know, that was, a, I know that was
1: a long clip that we played but the first time that they laid the lyrics around the world on top of what was happening yeah. just listen to the audience re- like yeah no they listen they, they, to go the crazy. Crazy. They, they go all around the right. world three words People lost their mind, yeah. and it's not even the song. I mean, I mean, there's the song is not existing in there, but
2: at a certain point, too. I mean, we you could you could work this back as far as you want because you know, like the the whole idea. Of, of dance music at its core, right? That, you, you know, as we understand it, you know, you can say the motif that everybody's working under is, you know, for the most part, since disco is this four on the floor beat, you know, I mean, at some level, you know, right. I mean, obviously, but that's that's a whole nother side of it. Like, and I agree, there's a groove and technically any, any song that uses a four on the four pattern is a permutation of that I, mo- yeah, motif I or whatever that, at yeah. a
3: certain level. But I think what separates a groove and a motif, from a rhythmic pattern or a harmonic interval (laughs) is that you can hear two bars and know what song it is. If you heard two bars of four on the floor...
2: That could be anything, yeah. but if I hear yeah. if totally, I hear totally, four totally. seconds of the song, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, in, yeah. in that idea of like standing on the shoulders yeah. of giants that we, you know, we keep that's going been, back to. It's like building off of whatever, right. building what off of the rhythmic really patterns in, into a, a genre style, yeah. into your interpretation of a genre
1: style. That's yeah. one like, really, that's crazy. one thing I've been really enjoying about DJing. Right? Is like, um, uh, I take a bar of Simeon Mobile Disco. Oh. And it's not even the whole thing, but it's just like the – at the end of uh, Sleep Deprivation, like – Yeah. And like I put that under another song, and people know it's coming. Yeah. And I can play that little – for for as long as I want, and people know what the next song is going to be. And it's very fun to just like let a break happen. And, and like under underneath of it, it's just like the – uh, of the sim semi- of sleep deprivation and then and then I cut the loop on that and the rest of the the synth pops in yeah. over time. To- and like and like it's almost like it's existed in the other yeah. song yeah. forever because that little you bar You are hit, implying the yeah. rest of the song. I mean I,
2: I think I think back to like, you know, seeing Claude, uh, that four-hour set we saw. I mean, like, you know, you can hear, I I can hear when, like, comments, the bass line is coming. Yeah, right. I can hear that coming from the the tiniest little moment. And, I mean, that's that right there. That's what you're, That I mean, that's the motif of that song. And I know it from a mile away, whether it's coming right now or whether it's coming 10 minutes from now. I can hear it creeping in.
3: With Beethoven's fate motif, yeah, we know the main one right at the beginning, the bum, 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 bum. Mm But the motif that repeats is not the melodic one. It's just the motif of short, 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 long. Yeah. So like short, he short, does short, that. Long. He does it with different melodies. Yeah. But as soon as he starts doing ba, 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 you know that that's going to reoccur. Yeah. And I think what is so fun about this Daft Punk set is like, if you were DJing your own music, you would not necessarily introduce two bars of your hit a few minutes in. No. You know, you would play your songs in a way that it rises to your head. And that's what they did with, you know, 97.
1: Really the only moment that they let something stand alone in any of this is one more time. Yeah, they give that a moment to breathe because that's the though one. they do bring it back in yeah their, you know they they bring it back a couple times and then even even when we get one more time it's alone by itself for a while and then it gets mixed with well, other I, shit. I have I have theories on one more time but I'm gonna hold I've, until yeah, what I will get there
3: what I've learned from this is like there's but, if you're if I was gonna DJ a set it's incredibly compelling to introduce something four minutes in. And then uncork it ten minutes yeah. later. You don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. build that into the song. You can yeah. play it for a second and then come back yeah. to it. later. that's really that's interesting. That's really compelling. That's really
1: yeah. interesting. Um, where are we now? Fourth track. Well, that was the begin.
3: Fourth. I talked about the yeah. No, we're we track four. television. Rules. We're a
1: track for it. it's too long. With steam machine. man man yeah
2: so that's another moment where i will uh, they they notably cut that tempo to to a snail's pace and yes. freaking uncork yeah, they, it like yeah they, s- they so this go,
3: never they like, they turn it down then double time we it. It talked about so it.
1: we've talked about like clipping these things into a thing for this podcast these are it's incredibly hard to find 20 seconds of these songs that accurately describe what's happening yeah yeah. in them like the 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 build of this like we don't, it goes all the way yeah. down to almost nothing i mean
2: it, it goes into like a mechanical snap like, not even just slowed down but right. like a, it it doesn't preserve the the tones so it has like this the is, broken this down. is ableton's yes
3: tempo adjustment yes that is very different than a like yeah. Uh, pitch or t- yeah. speed yeah, it, on a it, record. Yeah. There's does, a couple. It doesn't lower the
2: voice moments. when slowing it down. Yeah. It breaks up the wave yeah. in this mechanical and, way that's very cool. Like,
1: as a fan of this music and a, somebody that's seen a lot of sets, like the moments where they big break and they return from a big break to something really disparate or slow. Right. And then you hear all these elements come together and just like you could hear it coming. It's, you know, you, you know, building it back this, together. This thing is going to be like two minutes long and that's fine because like the
3: thing it, that that so all of these things are recognizable to us. Yes. The thing that they do that DJs don't, I think, at the club is that they get to turn down the tempo. Yes. And while yeah, you start totally. turning it back up. All of a sudden all of these disparate Pinching. things start coming back together and you're like, Oh, I recognize yeah. it. In the same way that when you're DJing and you take the filter and go from like yeah. you know, low to like yeah. bring it back up, you're like, Oh, that was the 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 yeah, um totally. sound of the I, I, EQ. They do it with the tempo. And, and we should do that. I wanna point That's out too point. that
2: one of the things I think I think one of the identifiable things we love about Simi Mobile Disco is what we we, we what semi mobile disco does and then i think is relevant to this is that they they allow it to slip they allow yeah. the decay to get too long they allow the frequency yeah. to fall off and then what we love about about semi mobile disco is when it comes back yeah you it starts it recollects well, one, the sound yeah. and it's you know it's should it's, we hear some of the build hang on, here? it's 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 the yeah. it, the whole idea of Bringing order to chaos in this sonic landscape that's that's you know big and confusing yeah. is is I mean, it's what we love about this album. It's what we love about Sydney Mobile. This is what we love about a lot of should, yeah, the yeah.
1: tension
3: we hear some release the... is not just a pitch or a volume, it is Yes, yeah. They've allowed the sounds when to they... spill into each other with
1: yeah. exactly decay. they've yeah. they've they've introduced the fact that this is going to be raucous. Yes. yes. We know that. So when they slow it down to a snail's pace that means something's coming yeah we're going to let's yeah. reorganize it so them. let's 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 hear some of the build of this Like every eight, it's going to like, yeah. did you hear also, that moment like, where the audience was like, yeah, because like that extra drum kicked yeah. in and every eight. It's like something also,
3: else. Everybody in the room knows what's coming, they've but it, built, they've built these tempo changes into it. So they've written other synth yeah, little melodies to go with the tempo changes yeah. that don't exist in the song. Yeah. too. So like, I don't know it's what that compelling is. compelling to let that grow. Also, while we're keeping track of it, right? The third track started with a little second of Around the World, just the vocal. Now we're in this track, we had Too Long, just the vocal, but not the groove yep. into Steam Machine. That's worth noting because we're going to flip that in a moment and get the Around the World groove followed by the Too Long groove. Yeah. You know, it's like introduce, switch to something else.
1: Finish it, switch back oh. to Too Long. Yeah. It's like
3: half, 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 half. So
1: before we, we move on to the next track, I needed to highlight one of my f- favorite moments in the whole thing. Uh, the tail end of this breaks into a steam machine thing that um, uh, is new and weird and cool. It's not the steam machine we know from Human After All. No, and I, and I it's inexplic. This break is inexplic- inexplicable to me. But it's one of my favorite moments of the whole thing. Here we go. That like it's just the tail end of this track. It's like a minute long. That that uncorker that uncorker leading into the single of the of the live album is incredible. It's just a standalone thing. It, yeah. it, that, that's tech, like, that's yeah. just this this industrial techno break Absolutely. that they let live for a minute and a half in the middle of their set. I love what it. What I am love it.
3: Thinking about right now is the the single from this is this uh, around the world into harder, better, faster, stronger. When the reason we don't have the other half of Alive 97 is because like there are chunks of it that have other stuff. The big end of that tour is them playing Giorgio Moroder's The Chase right. with Around the World in this incredibly interwoven way because they line up together that's something they've been interested in doing for a long time. Yeah. Just really blending like the chase and around the world. It's one long thing. Yeah. And that's what they do with this whole record.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Again, it's, I mean, there's something super compelling about weaving in and out that, you know, that, I mean, we talk about it. We talked about it today in, in, in a different way, you know, talking about DJing with, you know, two inputs rather than four or something. And we were saying, oh, if only we could have, you know, this other track, right. you know, blah, blah. blah. But, but I think that, that the compelling part of that is the taking the rails off of the groove. If, yeah. if You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's really... Take it's the rails it's, off Well, the I, I mean, just allowing it to flow in and out of these things that yeah. it, we like. Yeah. And, and, you know, if, if there aren't edges on the songs we like, then it all becomes one thing, because and that's it, what this is.
3: If the motif for the groove is the smallest recognizable or analyzable part of a song. What this does is ask the question of, oh, if I take the drums away from around the world, is it still around the world? Right. If I take it down to just the vocals, is it still around the world? If I hear just the baseline, is it around the world? Right. Or
2: if I introduce a new synth line to the song, is it still the same song? I mean, that's the other thing that they explore in this album. That's very, very compelling. Uh, because, because it is, I mean, that's like that, right. that te- the technoized that that's a version new, that's, of that, that I don't is know. that still Steam Machine? I don't know. Right. right. I and, don't know. And, and, yes.
1: Yes. The, the window into the groove, remixes are still the groove, right? right. Like, like you, the, I, the fun of the fact that electronic artists put these things out and then invite their friends to remix shit it's all the same thing. Yes. We just get to experience different people's version of right. the same thing. I would, it would be very cool to me if in sketch comedy, comedians were like, rewrite like, my let jokes. Me, let
2: That's That was only five jokes, but. Let me, <laughs> what? Let me,
1: let me take, like, no, yeah. what if there was a, like, I, I think you should leave remix on, um, somebody else's sketch. That's thing. kind
3: of what the Arista is. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like everyone gets to tell their version of
1: the joke. Yeah.
3: I like that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Know? I would
1: love, like if there was I, I, a sketch remix album where it was, or a show yeah. where yeah. it was like, this, like this is my directed and performed version of this famous sketch. I, that would be very interesting. Yeah. Like there's a, there's something of a collaborative spirit in electronic music that doesn't exist in other art forms or I mean, it's like, I made I this would make thing the argument, and like, let me hear your version of the same shit. I would make really the cool. argument
2: that, the only other thing that it's super prevalent in is the other art form we do a lot which is improv I yeah. know I, I mean I know you know, like a tug of war between two vendors scene I've seen that a thousand right. times yeah. and I've seen people do their version of it that I love you know I you yeah. th- these different games and improv scenes we find we see people and, and I don't think it's a mistake that we are drawn creatively to that art form and this one you know yeah. I think there there is an idea of you know the type of The type of guitar that I enjoy playing that people hate a lot is, you know, bluesy riffs because it's somebody else's take on a, you know, on on a very, very, you know, it's an established, you know, it's an established. Pattern and it's like you know how, how what's A different way to do it I think the genre Of, of like you know rap music To, to oversimplify what It is yeah. you know earlier versions of Of rap is, is you know I have 16 Bars to say I'm better than you in In a more creative way than You can yeah. you know that's the originating Thing it is again it this These art forms born of this collaborative Spirit is when they're the most compelling to me Um, And, and I think that
1: This yeah. is kind of what we're seeing How fucking cool here. would it be if if rock music was like, uh, um, I, I'm so far removed from uh, anything that's not beeps and boops. What's I like, the, like a big a big rock song that's come out recently? I have no idea. Even right <laughs> now, I really can't <laughs> tell, you. tell you. But like, but I think Joe, that do you
3: know how far
1: down I am. Okay, so like, let's say, let's say, um, fell in love with the girl came out from White Stripes. Yeah, sure. Bang, rock banger rock song. How fucking cool would it be? But I mean, even put, then, but, like, even then, though, because
2: like there are like glitch mob remixes of Jack White But that's White not, stuff what, I'm right. that's that's not what I'm talking about. That collaborative
1: spirit exists in that. That's that not genre what I'm talking of, about. Like, yeah, fine, that that exists. But if a, if then the Strokes were like, that's a great song. Let like let me take a crack at it and do, the, that, do My own version of it. That is jazz. Yeah. Yes, right. Jazz it, th- is like this is, everyone's going to
3: Everyone's going to play their permutation yeah. of like. Like a Miles Davis tune, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's going
2: to play their permutation. I and mean, that of also Funny works, Valentine. but that also works with classical too. You yes. see a lot of people's yeah takes on classical, but I, I mean, this is I, computer jazz. <laughs> well, I mean, I yeah, think man, that, that, I'm really into jazz. <laughs> we don't talk about it enough on this show, yeah. but like the
3: other thing I listen to, other than this, is like a lot of jazz.
2: But I think that there's there's um, <laughs> I love jazz. <laughs> I,
1: had a, I had a dog named Jazz growing up.
2: Really? Yeah.
3: Did it do any tunes?
1: He didn't play a single fucking I, song I ever. I think that there's Probably.
2: like an element too of like, you know, once you, for me, right, for me musically, once leaving the boundaries of, you know, a guitar, a bass, vocals, and drums as yeah. my parameters. And now I have, an, you know, like like we talked about in how they set up, this is a, a universe in, right. in a box i can do whatever i can synthesize whatever sounds i want whatever patterns whatever you know whatever yeah. devices i can synthesize in this virtual world i think it's very difficult to go back to and now i want to go back to an electric guitar yeah. bass and vocal you know <laughs> vocals and drums right really, and it so is, it's honestly it's
1: hard to i think it's hard it, it's hard for people to wrap their heads around seeing a live version of this right and and Contextualizing it within seeing a rock band do a live version of their song. I I mean, what you have to understand is that the the implementation of these things is wildly different. Right, and this kind of music opens you up to doing anything. Yes, and and you have to understand that it is literally physically impossible to recreate those sounds live. I'm
3: I'm. Playing the bass right yeah. now, right? I'm learning the bass, and you can play with the tone of the bass, yeah. And you can play anywhere on the scale of the bass, right? But at the core, it's still always going to sound like I'm playing the bass guitar. Right. But when I'm making music, you can. I'm make... like, oh no, the the bass of the song could be any thousands right. of synthetic yeah. noises. Yeah. So it's like. It's a very different thing to be like, wait, you mean the baseline that I play is always going to sound like this? Yeah. No, I could change it to a pulse the, so wave idea, saw. I could idea, change it to
1: The idea that some kid, like fucking punk that loves uh The Strokes goes and sees a dance act and's like, why aren't they playing it live? They can't. It's a it's a completely made up sound. Sa- like it's a made up sound. So, uh 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 the like playing this stuff live is different the push is an instrument and right. I, yeah. I, I, like so you made a comment a couple weeks ago like nobody's first instrument is this stuff everybody learns guitar right. and that. but now that's gonna change anyone yeah we we you know strider is a fan of the show and connected with us he's a 16 year old that's making this music yeah very wow. soon very yeah and making it well to very uh, soon
3: Dilla in the in the 90s, you know, he played drums and bass a little bit, but his instrument was the MPC. He was one of the first generations of people whose instrument was that. Yeah. Right. A a groove box, a button thing. And like very soon he was the best
1: at it. There's going to be millions of people whose introduction to instruments yeah are these fucking computer Which, things I'm and that, that's awesome I'm there's gonna be rock. some really weird shit i'm excited all, like see. gen z kids are already making really fucking weird music and i can't wait to hear all of it and get a tummy ache i'm it. excited <laughs> to
2: see like you know like like for me I, you know it it takes you know i learned to play a major chord on a guitar well before i understood the root, the third, and the perfect fifth right. are making that chord, right? Yeah. And, and now the reason that I know this stuff more at this point in my life is because I am thinking about it in different ways. I'm thinking of, okay, if I have a root with this synth noise, you know, the, the third and the fifth with these other things, then I can still make that chord by way of of you know the arrangement and that's a different know, way to think I know about what
3: music. some of these chords are because of the way they light up when I'm pressing the buttons on this. Yes, right? These chords I've played on guitar and piano that For I've decades. never known how to think about. Yes. Now when they light up like that, I'm like, oh, those are the shapes of these. Yes. That's a that's an exciting development.
2: I mean it's it's exciting yeah, to see. I mean, I we're so tangentially into music okay. theory and away from the album, but it is I think it's, people, it's, I think it's, people it's a very it. You know, in the interest, you do not us this far down if you don't hear right. this stuff. Yeah. Uh, in the interest of like, you I know how this how this, like, how I'm this
1: so relates thinking to like. Alive. You're four hours into this, but they're not. They're no. an hour into this one because we've. <laughs> We've been talking about Daft Punk for
3: over four yeah. hours spoiler today. Spoiler you know, alert. La- last week last
1: we were talking yeah. about Daft Punk. This uh, week.
3: Spoiler
2: alert. We recorded part one and two exactly right yeah. after each other, you guys. The
3: people who followed us down for Discovery get it. Yeah, yeah. they get it. <laughs> they heard that happen. Yeah. Uh,
2: I think that, like, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's it, The way that it, it relates to, you know, to take all these ideas and try to bring them back to this album, right? And I, I think that what this album is a, a perfect – I'm going to say perfect, a perfect exercise in is destruction and recreation yeah. breaking something down and building it up and really examining what makes it it, you know, what, you know, that's the window to the groove theory. That's yeah. all of it. And I think that that, that is what this genre of music can do um, in ways that, that are limited by, um, you know, by the instrumentation of lots of other technical limitations that this this genre doesn't have. And I think that the ability to break things down and try to truly figure out what makes this this, yeah. you know, it's, it's you know, like you, we, we use the word compelling a bunch. I mean, this is very compelling to me. It makes my brain. One, I can turn it off and groove and dance. But then at the other, the same side of the coin is we can flip and we can talk about this in like deeply yeah. structural like, way. Like,
1: when you are when and you intelligently, are, when yeah. you decide to engage with this top to bottom, you turn your brain off and it just you let it wave over you because it's as but much but when you yeah but but like you listen to it again and again and again and you understand how deep it is and how how many layers yeah. there are and what's happening It's – and like we're not even we're, we're not even talking about the visual element yeah. of this I show mean, it's truly... this is just this auditory thing it, it it's one of the m- most th- this this is on like I, whatever I, I I don't care that I'm gonna be too effusive. This is the classical music of our time. Yeah, this is this, this is the, the one that's
3: worth being effusive over. Yes. Well, I,
1: this I the agree. Yeah, in the over, this This is, is like I mean somehow when you think about the composition and the layering and the building and the t- the release like the tension up into re- like this. This is modern day classical music. I, I mean, like I, I the composition wise, like brilliance wise. Uh, adding so many different disparate elements into a, a a cohesive story this is this is modern day be- this is modern day this is, what I, this is beautiful and and like we talk in uh, uh,
2: untouched and unparalleled we talk about like the nexus of a few different ideas right we talk about a bunch of different nexuses that had to meet for this to be and i think a very important one that we haven't directly addressed yet is this is the nexus of something that is somehow like guttural and primitive. And at the same time, it is vastly intelligent and complex. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, it's like, it's, it's such a sh-
3: like in your body and yeah. also engineered. It, and yeah. it's,
2: it's a very, very, I, I, I agree. This is the one to, to, to swoon over. This is the one to go too far until into random access memories. Right.
3: But <laughs> I think the most compelling, I don't know when I like, when I hear a DJ, when I hear someone I like, I'm like, Oh, they are, they are the, they're they're a groove master. Yeah. yeah, it's like a very specific thing when you yeah. can be like, I so can we, engineer I mean, these specifically, things. Specifically,
2: right, Devin. listening to that palm tracks that uh, yeah. that you put on, that's one that it goes places where I just like. How did I get here listening yeah. to this 80s synth pop song right now? Because a minute ago I was in a like the the darkest, grimiest, sweatiest yeah. warehouse, and now you know, and that's that's that intersection of what is the groove, right? We've what talked, is the thing we're
1: trying to find? We've we've talked about this stuff like we as a group have gotten really deep into this style of music over the last year uh introducing darren to it or whatever uh the constant struggle of being a fan of this music is that a beat and a group generally a groove is not all that difficult to release right what is the difference between something like this, that stands the test of time, and and, and ephemera? In this in this gen, in this genre of music, it's hard to define what that means, and what ends up happening is there's not there's not a ton of this music that becomes. Uh, standard, right? right. There's yeah. just a ton of stuff that I will listen to once and like yeah. and never listen to again. Yep. And there is so little of it where the perfect uh combination of artist persistence and attention to detail uh and technical know how and 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 access to equipment uh uh all coalesce into something that will become uh something that uh, that uh transcends ephemera into the cultural zeitgeist right yeah. like thi- like this yeah. this music is is at this point specifically so relatively easy to produce from your own computer that how do you how do you make it sound timeless uh uh, uh and there are fewer and fewer and fewer groups that will be remembered forever. Daft Punk will be remembered forever. Yeah.
3: Can you do it once? Can you have one tune that goes that yeah. everyone likes? Can you do it twice? Can you do it enough that you could do ninety minutes of your own? Yeah. That you can go in and 90 out ninety
1: of? minutes of your own yeah, music. Which
2: I will point out that we have officially passed on this recording the running time of the main body that's of the concert. All right, track five yeah six track now.
1: five uh around the world harder better faster stronger <laughs> So such a good break. You you
2: hear them doing what we talk about with the, um, you know, you know, playing with synth parameters in in this song in in a way that, again, compelling is the right word, I think. You know, you you can hear it, especially in that clip you just heard. You hit a couple of them in the in the back there. This is the single. Yeah. Right. This is the single, single.
1: which makes sense because it's two of their biggest songs ever mashed up together in a really interesting way. You know
3: when you write a sketch show? Yeah. And you have all these funny sketches you like, and then you're like, all right, now let's figure out the framing device. They have all the hits yeah, and they get to write, like that synth line and then yeah. they're like, Ben and then they get I, to write yeah. the transitions and that's
1: the fun part. You know what, As a, now that I'm learning to DJ and stuff, the one thing that I'm struggling with is melding two songs with lyrics. Right. I, I'm right now, I'm trying to specifically structure my sets where it's like song with lyrics instrumental, right uh, it, it like and do it like that,, uh, because when you get into ha- like mixing songs with lyrics that ha- both have them, it can really right. fuck it up. Yeah, but no, it no, no, really, this, really fuck it but up. But if you're this, looking, this for... this is beautiful. Right? These two, these two things meshing in together. The around the world and the harder, better. Like this is awesome in that capacity. I was playing like but... they seem seamlessly mesh those two lyrical patterns together in an incredible way. In this, it's well, really genius. And I, I mean, I think there's
2: something to be said about. You know, we talked about this in the past. A lot of Daft Punk lyrics are very easy to get behind kind of rallying cries sure. around the world. Harder, better, faster, stronger. It, it, one more time. You know, you know, all of these things are you know, ro- robot rock. I was you know, all of these things are I was, just repeated uh, things.
1: I was cooking and I had just the harder, better, faster, yeah. stronger normal song on. Yeah. And I was singing it. And my wife uh it got to the like the fast part. And my wife was like, "How how are you doing that?" Yeah, and I was like, "Well, it's like eight words. <laughs> First yeah. of all, into is my favorite <laughs> band of all time. It would be embarrassing if yeah. I couldn't sing it." <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I I think that there's like like we talk about, um, we talk about, uh, music sounds better with you and uh yeah. and together, right? Uh, I'm uh being kind of complements that work perfectly together yeah. and i think that's you know we you see that a lot because i think that you know again talking about the capital g groove daft punk is working around the same thing through different windows throughout the entirety of their career and this is another prime example of that yeah you know again i think the best example we get of that of all time is the encore i, yeah, I really think I, I think that's one of the again i'm gonna this is the one to go crazy it's it's a, a musical pinnacle of something yeah, uh it's this encore um because it does all of these things but but it Which is i saw in person yeah good for you. <laughs> you're lucky man. You're Lucky. um but yeah um i think that's yeah i um Some of
3: the worst feelings i've ever had at a concert is i'm seeing a band for the first time and i love it and then i get really into it later and i'm like I wish i knew all those songs when i saw them yeah um
1: yeah <laughs> I saw I saw a band <laughs> a
3: couple of, uh, a long time ago and they became one of my favorite bands for a while they broke up after I saw them and I was like I wish I, I, wish I knew all the songs but you know like songs. yeah I mean yeah
1: uh, totally I uh,
3: like I want like I just want to do it one more time I want to just go see it again. I just want to do it one, <laughs> one more, more time.
1: time um uh y- I'm, we'll move on, but the, the break at the end of this, the heart, that again, another like just industrial break. Yeah. Uh, we, uh,
3: they let go, it go listen
1: to it yourself. But yeah, yeah, they let it, they let it live in those things. Um, so by this time, um they had done their like pop facing album, Discovery. They had done, I don't know that you even can. Can you can you classify Human After All as a dance music album? Everything's at like ninety BPM.
3: I mean, is it I, dance no, music? No, it has dance music elements, but it is a. It's not a dance music a, album. It's a dark guitar kraut,
2: yeah. rock. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very thing. difficult to, to. I mean, that's we we get into this
1: labeling of 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 electronic music. But thing, there's, and I think there's well, so there's there. The, I don't dance to that record. You can't dance to a human, after all. It's not no. dance music, uh, uh, and and there's lots of dancey elements to a discovery, but a lot of it's also not traditional dance music. They, in their career, they've produced a lot of music that's not uh, ultimately dance music, right. and, and but they know they their their foundation from the very beginning is the French house scene. And this is
3: how they package the stuff they're interested yes, in. Yes. And they, it's and, in this dance um, format
1: and they just uh, put it all together in this thing. Like this is just undeniable. Track six is burn in and too long. Interesting that the Coachella performance did not include burning at all. Too long was too long was. We already saw part of this, so we I'm, heard the
3: vocal. We get the groove. This is the closer of, yeah. The, of discovery. Yeah, this is a denouement. This is a point. This is a wind down. Yeah, because face to face turns into its own thing. Oh, no, I feel it's like no. let's. It's like we're six tracks into a twelve track album. Let's take a little. I, breather, I almost and wonder let's if up for
1: I almost wonder if this wasn't in the Coachella performance at at, at all. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't, I've I have do I've never know. seen. I've seen clips and in, in everything. I like. Burnin was not in Coachella. I know that.
3: I think they structure the other thing you talked about it earlier. We were talking about like how this doesn't have breaks. Like it's broken up as tracks for the album, but it does have breaks for applause and stuff. This this is not yeah. a DJ set where they are going to play ninety minutes of unrelenting music, yeah. and then it ends. This has moments where it gets loud and then it gets quiet. And it then gets quiet, and then they give it they give it time where it's like we're gonna take a break and you applaud. We're There's gonna like take two ten or seconds. three of those, yeah, yeah. DJ sets don't usually have those. No, right, not at all. This is a concert and, You're going to a concert, but
2: notably also what they again do 100 percent and i would never expect them to to fill the void with right. chatter but that is the moments that I, I think a lot of like rock shows or other big concerts i've yeah. been to the moments that throw me off and throw me out of it are this need for them to do something djs out there or whatever put, put the, the mic microphone down. put the microphone down down i never want to hear your voice if you're
1: if you are djing out
2: there what the fucking
1: microphone! I never want to hear you talk. I It'll only ne- make me I, hate at you. At
3: this point, I almost never hear a DJ do it. I
1: know, but there are the DJs, especially yes. at festivals. Yeah, there are DJs where Thank it's you like, Miami for coming motherfuckers for coming out tonight. Let's get ready for this drop. Let's, who's out there, motherfuckers? I'm like, shut up. shut up, shut up. Nobody wants. Let to Let the music talk. Fe- speak for itself. These guys did not say a word. Good. They Kept should. like, like at the very most. In one of those quiet moments, something somebody like Chemical Brothers would be like, Thank you, London. <laughs> yeah. Like, Which I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. That's that. fine. That's fine. Thanks for coming out. Thank Luke. you. Th- Thank we you. We London. really appreciate it. Let's, that let's like, do another one. Something like <laughs> Thank you so much, London. <laughs> is so much different than like, motherfucker! Get like, ready for this drop. Yeah. You're ready to build <laughs> yeah, yeah, it up yeah. Yeah. tonight. Who's ready to party? It's Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. We are, yeah. We're all here. We're all on the. Don't remind me what day it is. I (laughs) am (laughs) partying. My favorite, my favorite shirt I think that I ever saw at a festival was like, um, like a Sunday closing day, and just this like old guy. He looked like he was maybe almost sixty, but like he was in it. You know, was sixty. Yeah, he was just like one of the dudes that was like he's gonna be at this stuff until he dies. He just had a shirt that said. Oh shit! It's Monday tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, I need. It's very that. funny to wear it on Friday. <laughs> oh shit! It's great Monday tomorrow. Oh shit! It's Monday tomorrow. What we got? Next, next track. Face to face. Short circuit. So they I love that they again like Devin was talking about they layer in yeah. harder better I mean, faster the, Stronger the, in the cut up they the, the transposed yeah, the transposed it's um, just like these just like harder, little better, elements little elements of, of the songs that everyone loves and knows yeah cut, undercut again and again and again in like bringing you back you like welcoming you into this element of just like yeah. daft the daft punk universe it's it like it all exists in the same thing that so, so they've talked about in interviews like the triangle of daft punk albums right yes and homework critically acclaimed discovery legendary uh human after all kind of a, a dud whatever but they the idea that they keep inviting these songs back into the fold uh uh and and, and re uh, like re-energizing them with like uh this stuff that we've already heard uh, harder better faster stronger in like three different points in the concert and they bring it back in a new exciting way that's just like undercutting the rest yeah. of it I in mean, a I really fun it's, way. It's so just
2: fucking awesome. There's like, you know, to talk about you know again the transpose I, I look at this the track list on this, and I always get myself confused because the things that I remember, I mean, like like you said, this is labeled "burning in too long," and the transposed "harder, better, faster, stronger" in the background this is one is of the things. Face to face short source. I mean, circuit. I'm sorry, yeah. face. I, 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 yeah, this face to face short circuit. And the thing that I remember in this track is the transposed "harder, better, faster, yeah. stronger" and, and yeah. into the going on.
0: Looking, being, yeah, it's you know, beautiful.
2: I, but but for me, again, it's. So much so that, like, I it, 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 it is. It's the revolving, the revolving idea, uh, the revolving groove, the revolving window. I mean, yeah. that's they, what's happening here. They view their albums
3: as having, like, a triangle relationship to each other, right? Yeah. These these thirds, and then they build a pyramid out of that triangle. Yeah, and then when Ram came out. That would have been a cube, but Deadmau5 already did that. Dead, that's yeah, why so they, they couldn't they, they do it. Could, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> they, they couldn't take a cube out. They, they had four yeah. albums.
1: Yeah, couldn't take you a cube can't out. Have a God damn four it, size.
3: Deadmau5.
2: But yeah, in, in talking about the uh, the human after all stuff, like. The number one reason I have trouble listening to Human After All is because I cannot divorce it from what I want, which is yeah, this. Like I, I cannot All of the Television
1: Rules the Nation feels empty without Crescendolls to me. Yes. It, it just
2: does. All I, of I the it best, should be
1: there. All of the best elements of of that whole album yeah. are elevated into genius here. Absolutely. Uh uh and and the whole that whole album front to back sounds hollow without this so so we, I I I've talked about my thought that I always assumed that around two, 2015 or twenty sixteen they were going to release a really stripped down just beat heavy album yeah like like less time intensive just you know whatever to be the backbone of the next live album because this really stripped down beat driven thing that they released in 2005 became the backbone for this tour and everybody just assumed they did a live 97 a live 2007 why wouldn't they do a live 2017 then they never did the 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 beat of that record that nobody you know that so few people connected with became the backbone of this record yeah of this entire show mm-hmm. in such an interesting and engaging way where they like took all these like driving sounds from that record and layered in all of the beautiful smooth gorgeous sounds that they yeah. had made before yeah rock uh, they were uh, going
3: they were going to base the ram tour's backbone on daft club is what they were saying. It would all be Daft Club songs as the <laughs> basis, but then they would groove Ram over. Yeah. <laughs> so they would do the Cosmo Vitelli face to face. Touch Cosmo Vitelli. Touch. This what we're gonna, that's Jesus. what I want. I want the. They were going to use the. They were going to use the Tron Legacy remix soundtrack as the basis for the.
1: That's Ram tour. that's one thing I never even. Put wrap my head around what would they have done with the Tron legacy because some of that shit would be in there for yeah. sure. I, uh, yeah. we we were really robbed of a, a another Daft Punk yeah. tour. All right, what do we like, got next? Uh, well, uh, at the end of this is like short circuit, another really, yeah,
3: the uh, really, interstitial type, I'd
1: uh, really another interstitial, like bring the crowd down on the to,
3: Marshall Mathers LP. This would have been a skit,
1: yep, yes so then uh that they the short circuit breaks down into would you say really it's short weird... circuits into something it's short circuits into something which we're just gonna play the next one right from the top they yeah. they let that's misdirection yes. yeah that like they play a the bells from aerodynamic bait well, so if you this, anticipate
3: this is, that that's going to be the groove they're gonna start with this
1: is a this is beautiful so the so we didn't play the short circuit part, but they wind the whole show down yeah, hit him with the bells and then they just let one more time breathe for a long time so the, i have a i have but a... but but we know we know from daft punk that these two songs belong together because the one of the only actual daft punk remixes on daft club is just these two songs together yeah yeah And they they put that out on daft club uh is aerodynamic with so so uh they they really let one more time breathe it's their biggest hit yeah Everybody goes nuts as soon as that that hit that, that thing hits, and then th- this is a six-minute song. Yeah. After they let one more time go, they bring aerodynamic back, and then one more time and aerodynamic live together for a long time here. I, I think because that, these two songs fucking work together. So I
2: think that we know. What, what do we know about them, right? So so my theory on on one more time. Uh, being out in the open like this is—it it feels like not—not nostalgia is not the right word, but a nod to letting this song stand alone
1: and, and play out. It's their biggest hit. It's their yeah, biggest hit, and I think what it does is—I is, was there. Everyone lost their they minds had to. And as soon as that. this happened, because everyone again, lost Again, we've their talked minds. about One More Time as
2: the song that every time, you know, it's the perfect, you know, you can let Discovery play into Discovery yeah. and One More Time will sound fresh and new all the time. It's crazy and how th-
3: much I've never thought of this as their greatest hit yeah. until we started doing this stuff. In my head, it was always homework. Yeah. That's
2: no. always what I yeah, thought of podcast, yes, but this is their song. Well, this I is mean their, my, my point is until is this point. This this song at this place, I think I have the thought figured out what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think we are I, I don't know how many minutes into this now. We're on track eight of a 12 track thing plus the encore or whatever. But my point is the answer that the, the, this song is is the answer to the question we don't even know we're asking. Right. What's better than Daft Punk doing what they're doing right now? What Daft Punk already showed us, they're the best at, yeah. and that's what this does. And then they go back out into what they were doing yeah. before, but they give you us guys this are moment.
3: Right. This is the song. Yeah, they I, give I us this moment it. of yeah. the song. This is their. This is the song. This I mean, the,
2: I mean, arguably, get lucky. Lo- you could say get, get, now, get lucky now. But, well, but, no. Yeah, at this point in
1: time, especially in two thousand seven. Yes. If 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 you ask somebody in two thousand seven what what's the Daft right. Punk song you know, it's one more time. So they short circuit winds down to this weird, like globular thing, and then they hit you with those church bells, and then one more time, boom. And and so, uh, should we hear some of the?
3: There's an eight minute club mix of one more time.
1: That's the one I use in my set.
3: I should download that because I've got the I've got the five minute version. Yeah. yeah. So
1: the the single the single came out with B side the yeah, yeah. the extended mix. It, it it um it's really just an extended uh downbeat part which that's all you need the the build the build the tails yeah. and stuff no it's the middle the middle build oh. is really long in it okay. so it actually kind of makes things more a little more difficult to mix well. with. <laughs> oh well yeah. yeah uh do we want to hear the aerodynamic mixed with them at, at all yeah let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, it's always what? been really I, interesting to me that that the the one remix they did by themselves on Daft Club was just these two songs mixed together. It's something that's been in their heads for a long time, I, and it, it just they just fucking work together, and they they don't sound like they should. I'm but they really, glad really do. That
2: you played that clip right there because I don't give enough credit to the way that they, you know, they it it it, it doesn't. I don't acknowledge how much they've morphed and changed these things and it, right. it's cool to listen to and talk about it in this way because yeah. like those vocals are they're clearly one more time but they are unrecognizable that's only right. in the way that's that only we a know couple
1: about. that's only like three minutes away from what we played before which was just one more time right right and they and they very rarely in this hour and a half Ever let one song breathe by itself. Right. They specifically chose one more time for a reason. And in a couple minutes later they're doing their it sounds like this again. Uh,
3: Aerodynamic has never existed by itself for me. I associate it with that moment yeah. of the way it's mixed in. And we can roll into the next track. It is so glued to the the Gabrielle Forget About the World mix. Yeah. That, when I hear aerodynamic, what I hear is that bomb, bom, 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 that techno groove. And that that's one of the darkest techno corridors of this album.
1: So let's hear that. Uh, track nine aerodynamic beats with Forget About the World. I, I let's. Uh, I want to hear what uh, Devin was also talking about. So let's go a little bit into it. Hell yeah, yeah! That's
3: one of the most powerful grooves on the album. It's a remix that yeah from nineteen ninety six. It is. It's techno because it's it's atonal. You know, it's melodic. It's da 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 da. It's a
1: Daft Punk remix of another artist song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is, is another like they only they only go to the, like the deep well, like off album well a couple times in this. It's just, there's a reason why they chose this yeah. one. Yeah.
3: They they could have uh, they mentioned her name. They call it Gabrielle. Forget about the world. They didn't have to throw her name in in the title. It's cool that they did that. That thing is deep in their catalog. That remix no one ever listens to outside of this. It is detuned and that is sound design that uh, it's just a swell of noise that yeah and that that feels like one of the most techno things in it. I mean we, we, we were talking about the remix earlier. If you weren't listening to a live 2007, this would not be on your radar. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, This is the prime time of your life and the brainwasher and Roland and Alive all together. 10 and a half minute track Gabriel, yeah. first of all
3: forget about the world yeah. and like atonal detuned kind of melody thing yeah is the beginning of the techno corridor of this album right because prime time of your life brainwasher rolling screeching, and alive yeah are all sound design techno tracks they are right there's no there's no like gigantic like s- swelling pop melody those are all yeah. hitters
1: and this and this chunk g- g- is g- 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 that, this is that the darkest part of this record absolutely this is i mean listen lit- to it this is that's just industrial that that's g- g- warehouse noise. That, that's warehouse noises this is their throwback to the 90s like this is just like this is sweaty 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 music and and um and to, like it's really these
3: tracks prime time of your life and brainwasher are not sweaty on the record no
1: a brain yeah brainwasher, brainwasher gets, gets the, sweaty. Gets, it gets yeah. the, the brainwashers dark, thing.
3: but they don't have the the, the punch.
1: brainwashers the sweatiest song it, yes. on on human after all for sure but it's, it's the warehouse song it's not this <laughs> you know right. I mean? no they they made it the, yeah they they enlivened it if so, so light yeah for
2: me if 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 the encore didn't exist, this would be my favorite track. Yeah. Yes, uh, 100%. I agree. Absolutely. Um, yes. This is the hardest I, would make the, I dance yeah. until the encore. Yeah. I would make the argument that my favorite part, again, it's very difficult to, to to have a favorite on this that isn't the encore for me. But if I had to choose something that's my favorite, that's outside of the encore, it is this take on rolling and scratching is one of my favorite moments yeah. in all of Daft Punk.
1: That's a really great example of how they bring the BPMs down Man. and they like they bring the vibe down I, because with the express real. purposes to bring it back up. That
2: moment, right? That moment. What they, like, what they somehow do is they take the most psychotic noise in the world and somehow make it a calming low point? Mm-hmm, yeah. and then you hear, Devin, you were doing the dance. You hear yeah. that coming they in drive that, it back that up t- with the hi t- yeah, hat coming yeah. cool. in, and you know it's coming back. You know it's coming, but out. it's still they hold off to come come back <sharp inhale> till yeah, after, yeah. and then it's just it jumps up, yeah, and then you're in it. I mean, yeah. it, it's 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 psychotic. It's that sci- they can bring you down and scientific. make you calm with this.
1: Yeah, it's scientifically, it, it's it, it's meant to cause a ruckus. It's meant to be. Man. It's meant to be stressful. Like that. I I don't. There, there, I, I think there there's a lot. Like there's a lot of people that deal with stress differently than I do. Uh, but sometimes. Sometimes it's good to be stressed out. Yeah. Like sometimes it feels good to be stressed this, out. This, this music, it, this music me- makes you feel stressed out in in a very good way. I
2: mean, it's that I- the idea that you know a sunny day is always better after a stormy day, right? Yeah, right? You know, I mean, that's the kind of mentality this plays on. But somehow they, you know, the, what they do with this this whole, we'll say this whole track ten, this this corridor, this dark corridor of the album is they make the stormy day pretty goddamn groovy as well you know so it's just like it's it's like the techno corridor of this album is a relief in itself that then gets a relief by the return to the groovies you know what i mean like it's it's i
3: this was a big uh, part of why i liked this record the first time i heard it the the first times i was listening to it because i at this time i was very interested in music that i thought was cool and i was like daft punk is the radio
1: right and i was like now i listen to and other stuff i'm i'm like it's very interesting to me what like daft punk's relationship to popularism right. is because like they are undoubtedly one of the most popular dance acts of all time. But they've been able to thread this needle where they're also fucking cool. Where they're yeah. like they're they are one of the most well known things. They are established as this globally yeah. popular dance act, but they're also Dude, cool. Like like there's a there's let's, a reason why let's, there's a reason why it's not like Chemical Brothers are playing at my house, right? Right? Or uh, you know, or Basement Jacks are playing at my house. It's Daft Punk is playing at my house. W- like what is like? Well, I, I want to put
2: in perspective. Find me a way to 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 justify this sentence I'm about to say. What you just heard was less than ten minutes after one more time just being right. played in the open. That's and it's, what that's it what is was incredible.
3: So, yeah, that's why I I like eight started minutes, eight enjoying after this band again because I thought like, and, and not 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 Daft Punk is good or bad. I just thought. Daft Punk is on the radio, and I'm at an age where that's not what I'm interested in. And then I heard this record, and it was because it was getting good reviews on Pitchfork and stuff, and I was 14 or 15, and that's how I was going to find out if music was good. And then I listened to this, and I heard this part, and I'm like, this is not on the radio. Nah, this is, this not is not music. Yeah. This is not radio music. This that's, is club music, that, and I like Honestly, that's
1: one, that's one thing that I have struggled to convey to um not only my fan my friends that like dance music mm-hmm. but also my friends that don't is that there's so much to daft punk that you don't like they have they have their songs that are going to be played at weddings f- until the heat death of right. the universe and and we all know them
3: and it's this one and, 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 yeah it's some <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, of we just a
1: lot. but like <laughs> Um, uh, if you love dance music, there is, uh, there is an avenue for you to love dance music or or to, to love Daft Punk. If you, if you like, uh, like Pearl Jam, there's an avenue for you to like certain parts of Daft Punk. If you like Pink Floyd, there's a bunch of places. There's a bunch of entry points for you into Daft Punk. If you fucking like Britney Spears and NSync, there's a lot there's of entropy. There there's they 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 have cult they have like found this way to envelop all of pop culture from the 70s to the 2010s and have something for anybody that likes music and uh uh and, and a lot of folks have biases one way or the other and and kind of like don't listen to Daft Punk it's all there. Yeah. Uh you just gotta you just gotta fucking be open to it. The yeah. next one is uh the next one, def defunct, defend direct. This is straight up basically something that they've been playing since yeah. the, since nineteen ninety-four, yep. in some capacity. <laughs>
3: Have a whole ton to say about this one, this is just it's great it's, groove it's the groove it's the acid techno baseline yeah. and it's it's great groove great they don't, they don't need to play with it a lot yeah they're honoring
1: uh, they're, they're honoring their roots uh their beginnings great groove yeah they it's didn't slow. they didn't. They have not messed with it a lot from the time that they did this in this 1996.
3: reminds me how slow the track is on its own yeah it's like it's like 110 or 150 yeah. bpm on the album in here that's a
2: that's a slow groove
3: and yeah. i always yeah. forget that it's-
2: i mean th- this 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 one again it feels like the same mentality as letting one more time play out this is a moment where you know this is the song that put them in the stratosphere yeah. or whatever and this is you know this is a nod to that and yeah. it, it's where it needs to be near the end pretty clearly its own thing yet still yeah. perfectly nestled into a bigger piece of the whole you know this sets us off for the rest of this the conclusion and then the encore that that will be mind-blowing uh
1: which this is ostensibly the last thing that they saw at Coachella right because there was no very encore. curious because I, if they don't have the encore then this is a very bizarre ending there's a. Uh, this is a. This is a pretty triumphant end.
3: It is. It's just so bizarre. Superheroes after all. Dude. Rock and all roll. All right. So what this a- is
1: boom.
2: Reading the names and stuff, I'm like, this seems like a weird way to end it. But listening to that track right, right. there, it feels like and a remembering, the visual, a, remembering yes. the, the visual So humanity. the I mean, okay, it's so the, the entire... Visually, ins- yes,
1: so, e- is everything is colors now. We started at Stark White. We've introduced colors. And everything's rainbows now. The pyramid itself is showing human faces in the world and flowers and like these brilliant images where before the the pyramid was just geometric shapes this was a stunning stunning moment watching it in live thing being there it was breathtaking yeah this is
3: antithetical to the message of human after all on the record absolutely on the record it is Oh, we're
2: human after all. In a disgusting, yes, unfortunate. This is was a gone. celebration. And that this was my look, next point. Yes. We're human. We I mean, are, this, we are human. Fuck, to me, like, as the closer to the Coachella version of this show, the pre the pre encore version of this show, this is the answer to that. Yeah. This this is them entering in. You know, they entered in with the, the human after all songs yeah. leading the way, and they close with human after all. In in a much in the light that we wanted it to be, yeah. and this isn't explode and die in the desert, Electroma human after all. This is the human after all that that we are, we we belong.
1: To. We are after cool after, after everything is. that's happened. We are human. Yeah. <laughs> that like I mean like, I it's, I would it's I, like I would make the argument I, that
2: this the the mindset of this is what
1: gets us rammed. I I well I you <laughs> know in, in a way I, I like uh the the encore was. Something to behold, the 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 way that the the stage exploded with not only light but imagery. Yeah. Um. Because all like the pyramid itself had a lot of geometric shapes and colors and cool things throughout the the show that was w- very engaging and awesome. All of a sudden, here the with pictures. this that that really triumphant driving thing was just this like. Just like like a, a a young person's eye, and then an old person's like it. Like, uh, it, it was it was glorious. It was it was triumphant and beautiful and gorgeous and 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 inspiring. This and is, like, I wanted to run out into the streets and like high five folks and like yeah, like we, it. It was really. I can see how this you could close this out and, and you know yeah, yeah. this Walk is away. the end
3: of the robots, right? They say they were saying you know, for the human after all cycle, like we thought maybe that's the end of it. This thing, this exploration of the ideas of like humanity and robots. This is the end of that random access memories. They do the costumes and it's part of the stage show, but that album is not an exploration of any of these concepts. That's just, that's a groovy album interested in sound and studios and a look back on the sixties and seventies. This is the end of them playing with these themes as the thesis of their band. I don't
2: know. I, I, I would admit, I mean, that that's I got my working own theories on Rams. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into a can of worms on this one. I agree that this is a end to the narrative yeah. so far. I, I, think, I mean, I think that there's a different examination of of what being human and the human versus robot question. I have, think in
1: Ram there's a different evaluation. They have... They have, they have Settled on the fact that they're human after all. Yes. Ram is an exploration about what it means to try to be human in a world inundated with technology where 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 emotion is taken out of every single aspect of your life. Uh, That that's what Ram is. But well, we we're have, gonna table well, all the we, Ram talk. We because have this is not a can of yeah, worms we can open because we're we're um, we're to sweaty like, grownups who think about it all the time. <laughs> perhaps that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think if they took
3: the helmets off and just made that album themselves, it would have been the same album.
1: Yeah, and and I think it still is an exploration in in um trying to have real, honest human interactions in a world full of technology. That's like that's what that album we got plenty of time on that one, but this one, we got to wrap shit up. This is the encore. This is
3: the best part of the fucking record.
1: Uh, Undeniably great groove. Uh, um, That break, uh, that build into that break. So that build is when this, like, pipe of red neon is going through the geometric shapes of the stage. uh, And it all culminates by, like, like hitting the point of the, the pyramid. And as soon as it hits the point of the pyramid the break happens and the robots illuminate in red yep. and they have a led piping around their entire outfits uh and again the entire atmosphere shifts into this another just another euphoric blitz of energy yeah. cuz it's that's fucking cool it's very cool they um, they they understand theatricality they understand spectacle uh uh in a way where they don't have to say anything, they don't have to do anything, they don't have to like they they barely ever acknowledge the audience throughout this entire thing. There's a couple waves, there's a couple moments where they like try to get you to clap, there's a couple moments where they shake their head or whatever. They never talk. But but the entire thing is just this theatrical explosion in a way that just sucks the audience in. And they understand, they understand how to captivate an audience with such minimal actual interaction. It's, it's incredible. And something that, uh, um, uh, is so, it looks so easy and looks so repli- like replicable, but like, like there's nobody else that can didn't pull this off. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's this this encore to me feels like I I mean again it's I don't know going going back to having having together and having music sounds better with you again you know it feels like. it feels like everything, I guess. I, I don't know how the, the right word for that is. Even throwing in the One More Time reprise is, is such a cool thing. Together and Music Sounds Better With You musically
3: complement each other. Right. Yeah. The keys mm-hmm. and the BPM complement each other insofar as they they blend into each other. Yeah. And also lyrically music sounds better with you. Love together. might bring us together. Yeah. It's this, it, and in the same way, it's like human together. It builds these little phrases out of their very yeah. limited lyrics. So it feels like yeah. just this, it's like a sentence it's that just the genius. lyrics
1: are doing, but also a sentence that the song pulling, is doing underneath. And they're pulling things out of these deep wells. Like, like a general Daft Punk fan is not going to know fucking together. Like, Music Sounds better with you is such a global hit. It would be crazy if they
3: played so much love to give. Yeah, I yeah, really.
1: yeah. That I so that that's probably my favorite of Tomas's like solo tracks. Yeah. That never gets any any love. Uh uh but yeah, they just pull these things out of their back pocket. But it's got so much love to but give But it's got I so much love to give. It
3: never gets any love, but it has so much love it's, to give. Um the is perfect. It's perfect. We talked about it last week. And, and, the para one remix is such a dark techno repetitive yeah. thing. To open up what is going to be an otherwise incredibly human track of of Together Music Sounds Better. And and
1: like the instrumentation that like the build, the break, the fall, it's all so beautiful. And then on top of all of it, they they're they're instead of bowing to the audience, everything kind of like fuzzes out into nothing and they turn their backs and the Daft Punk logo is illuminated on the backs of their leather jackets, and they give like a, a wave uh, to their backs with their backs standing to the audience, and then walk down the steps of the pyramid, and then they're never seen again. It's just like it, it it's just, it's otherworldly and it's alien and it's weird. Yep. And we never, that, that, the like, there's, there's no acknowledgement at all and you're like you're thrown for a loop none of it none of it makes sense in a like a cont- context of like the natural world and they just they, they there was a black curtain in front of the audience before the the thing it got pulled back and you saw this this completely alien thing these bright lights, the LED thing that could not have existed before the show, uh, 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 and these fucking robots inside of this pyramid uh, that take you on this blistering journey of, of completely disorienting sounds and lights for an hour and a half, and then they turn their backs and they've got the Daft Punk logo on the back and they walk away and it's gone. Like the entire thing is just so indescribably awesome like honestly for the for years after this trying to describe it to people now 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 people kind of tend to get it because the legend of the show has grown so much Mm -hmm. and there's videos of it and, and everything but for years trying to describe this show to people was like trying to describe a mushroom trip like you are you are fundamentally not going to understand what i experienced right unless you do it and you'd have no chance to because they had never and will never fucking do it again. Yeah. It's it it's completely inexplicable. It's completely legendary. It is the best electronic musical performance that will ever exist. <sighs> uh, <laughs> I mean I agree with you. And and it is it is the it this is the Mozart of of us at, at, like of millennialism. Yeah. Uh uh of like being a millennial, this is Mozart to me. <laughs> like in it in there's no way that anything will ever top it. And and like that's the thing about like generational art, right? Like my kids are not going to fundamentally not going to understand what this was and they're going to have their own version of this and that's how generational art works this generationally is mozart to me and it always will be and this is this is the pinnacle of pop culture uh of my of the small slice of humanity that i got to experience you know
3: yeah i love this I still hope that I get to find more exciting stuff.
1: But 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 you know what I mean? But there's a dif- there, like there's a difference between appreciating something in your 40s and and appreciating something with the optimism of your teens, right? Like like you like you just fundamentally can't love art the way that you like I can't I can't connect with stuff that, the same way that I did when I was 15 I
3: guess but I like this more now than I did then you know what I mean like I was yeah. not I, this was not Daft Punk was not Daft Punk to me then Yeah no now.
2: yeah no you know what I mean I, mean, I agree a, in the same way like I I didn't care about any of this stuff until that's great especially relatively very recently and and like i mean that I, speaks to I think what that this, this album what yeah. this is yeah. i mean you know? i think that the the i i don't know that i agree that like your your kids won't be able to appreciate this in that, no, way. Not that they because but, what's what's crazy what i what i realize about daft punk but music, like right? my dad is, loves
1: my dad loves the rolling stones right and i like them and I I, I I and he showed me them and it, it, it means something to me, but but the Rolling Stones will never mean what to me, what it meant to him to hear them at sixteen. Okay, but, but, and but there's I will, an I'm going to share this with the my Rolling kids. Stones, right? Well the, okay, but but I'm gonna share this with my kids. Yes. They will never they can never eve no matter how much I try to imprint on them, how important this is to me they can't do it because they didn't experience it this is generationally like like art 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 comes generationally right like like you, you grow up thinking the stuff that your parents like is lame that like i like a lot of the stuff that my parents you, like but I stand, but when you were 16 yeah i mean like okay I, well I, I mean but i got you you know my parents and my family's yeah but you have corridor people. to get down you understand what trip. i mean you understand what i mean generationally there are the some stuff moments that come stuff, once, in, ge- once stuff in a generation that, the stuff that the people liked tw- 20 years before you w- are 16 is fucking lame but it's is is supposed the world to be
2: different in a post internet
1: post technology post i mean no no we'll, we'll see time will tell <laughs> no. Then, uh uh it, but like kids connect with the stuff that is cool for them you know it, they're in like kids in 20 years are going to have their own daft punk uh and it's going to be important to them and they i'm not going to un- and i'm not going to understand it i'm not going to understand the next daft punk and that's cool that's how art works it grows and evolves this this is the slice of culture that that fucking stabbed me in the gut and changed me forever and it is uh uh it will forever be with me and it's part of my identity in a way that no other band or movie or TV show can be because it fucking changed me. This is this, like, this, like I, I, I'll fight people about this record. I'll fight people about this band because I, it means that much to me, you know? Yeah.
3: That rocks. Some people never get to have that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Truly. Some people never yeah. like a band this much. Yeah. We did it. We did it. We did it. That was a live 2007.
1: That was a live 2007. What an incredible record. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible
3: um, tour, incredible concert, incredible record. We've
1: talked about it. We've we've we talked about it that this is my this, this I can't imagine another live. There's a lot of great live albums. I like live albums. I cannot imagine another live album better than this one. Do you guys do you guys i would not have,
3: be interested in Daft Punk in the way I am if yeah. it weren't for this. Do you guys, I, do you I guys agree have a, so 100%. We, we we
1: uh we as a group love live. By Simeon Mobile Disco, 2013. Go check that one out if you've never listened to it. Do you have other live records that you would recommend to people? The Craftwork DVD,
3: the 2000, yeah. uh, Maximum Minimum uh, or Minimum Maximum,
1: that which is one's... also uh, a C. It's it's also audio yes. too. It, yeah. That it's on Spot. Like if you don't have access to the DVD, you can listen to that one great, auditorily on Spotify. Great, it's
3: a great visual show. It's a great concert record yeah it's um, very cool
1: it's like craft work got inducted into the fucking rock and roll yeah. hall of fame just a couple weeks ago and and if you like this music that's a seminal that's moment that's like that is a really validating moment for electronic music that craft is now in the hall rock and roll hall of fame that means that that beeps and boops are like officially recognized in the world of rock and roll, and it's very like that's thing a for like, us. that's a really exciting thing, uh, for sure.
2: I, I mean a live album that I love that is completely in a different genre than this is one of my fa- favorite albums. Is uh we've talked about the White Stripes a little bit. White Stripes uh, a live album. One of their live albums called uh, Nine Miles from the White City. Uh, it was recorded in Chicago, and, I, and it's 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 a great live album if you want to get out of this genre of music. And why would you ever want to get why out of Why would you? <laughs> I, I agree, why would you? But as far as favorite live albums, that's one of them for me.
3: If you like jazz, almost all of the, the big jazz records that I like are live because they record yeah. them as a performance in a cafe. It is both the most satisfying thing because you know it is one long take, but also... On some of the most classic, wonderful, best-selling jazz records, you can hear a guy clinking his coffee cup and stuff. It's really wild.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, great. Uh, great. Uh, um,
2: favorite tracks.
1: I can't. I I'm honestly going with can't.
3: the encore, but the sleeper. It's the Techno Corridor.
2: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. i calling that track the Techno Corridor for the sake. It's. It's tough, man. I. I I'm gonna go I'm gonna in my same rules, I'm gonna count the encore as an, as a closer sure and in my my rule for the the all the other albums so far is I can't pick the closer as my favorite song. so I'm gonna not operate with that on the sure. table. I'm gonna put my favorite as uh, primetime the, the techno corridor. 100 percent uh we're part. always on the same way yeah and my tracks. my sleeper for this one is is uh television in Crescendals. Uh, yeah. i i love that track i love it so much that it it, it
1: almost ruins both of the original tracks for yeah. me I, uh i'm i'm gonna refrain <laughs> you're okay you're allowed uh, to refrain the, like we, we know how if, you feel about of, this if one of these songs comes up on spotify i have to Start the album from the beginning. It's just yeah. like one of those things no, where, like, if it if one of these songs shows up on a playlist, I I go into Spotify and I start the album from the beginning. And I learned I, I listened to the whole thing. Good. I I like I I'm not gonna pick a favorite or a sleeper. This is one piece of music front to back uh, that it, it exists all together. Great. Um, so my favorite is all of it. in my sleeper <laughs> All of it is all of it. Great. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, every week here at Alive 2021, a Daft Punk podcast, we pick a earwormy song that we're obsessed with in the moment. Could be a brand new artist, could be a brand new song, could be an artist that we've liked for a while and re- reconnected with. Could be uh, 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 an artist that's been around for a while and we just discovered. We don't know. Who, who knows? It's it's a song that we're uh, obsessed with in the moment. Uh, just to, to uh, highlight some other cool people that are doing cool stuff in this uh, uh, area. Uh, does anybody want to go first?
3: I'll go first. I was at um, some patio bar in Ferndale, Michigan this week, and I heard this song over the radio, and I heard the slap bass. And I was like, that's my kind of groove. It's a song called Square Biz by Tina Marie.
1: That's some of the most '80s shit I've ever it's heard. So funky, <laughs> yeah. the sound was
3: so groovy. Yeah. I went up to the fucking speaker and held up my watch, like, "What song am I listening to?" And some fucking dirtbag <laughs> in like a a Ridgewood mullet and like big like Coke bottle glasses with a headband. He looked like yeah, he looked like he was wearing a bunch of American apparel. He's like ten or twelve years older than me, and like it's still 2005 for him. Was like talking to me and like he was making fun of me for trying to figure out what the song was. And he came up and he started talking to me. He was really drunk and he was like something, something blah, blah, blah. I started talking about trailer park boys. And I was like, don't speak to me anymore. And I walked away. <laughs> I
2: was
3: like, Hey man, cool. cool don't man. talk to me anymore. I'm actually busy.
2: Yeah. I got uh for this this week, uh I, uh, this song will speak for itself. Uh, it's an all timer. Uh, it's flat beat. It's Mr. Oizo.
1: Mr. Uh so uh we heard from another dance music fan. We've been pronouncing his name wrong. I don't care. I think it's <laughs> Mr. Ouso, I think. Great. I'm French. gonna keep
2: saying Mr. Oizo because that's what
1: it looks like to me. He made that movie rubber. <laughs> This is an. This is would be classified as an all time. This becomes the sound. This has forty two million plays on YouTube.
3: This becomes the sound of UK grime. Yeah, and and dubstep. Yeah, during those first ten years, eight years or whatever. That I love. Do you know how Like the beginning of that sound that like? Wub, bub, 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 you know that how like um, low shit? I yeah, love that's that. That's true. Sound that, so bub, bub, much. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. And this is
1: yeah, like y- you know how um the US office, they have like a Homer Simpson doll on one of the filing cabinets, just in the background, and it's always there. Sure. Yeah. In the British office, it's it's flat it's the the doll from Flatbeat. Oh that's, really? that's how ubiquitous this song and that I've, I've video UK office i've never noticed that that's, that's cool how ubiquitous this was that wow. in like 90 this song came out in 99 and it was enormous yeah and because like it should, i know the it tune should.
3: and i don't know the video
1: Oh, you've never seen the video? No. It's just that little that little yellow rat kind of doll, That's and he's crazy. like at an and he's in an office and he's signing papers. You've I've never, never seen, seen it? That. No, uh, it's very cute. It's I like love this too. It's just this muppety looking little guy, and he's like he's the he's like track. a business office like leader, and he's signing papers and stuff. It's Do you cute. think he it's directed cool. the video? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. He's he did, a yeah. he's a art guy. I, I got watched watch He's he's got, a, he's got a he's got a
3: seen rubber, but I've never seen the other ones. I'll we watch all He has a new movie.
1: He has a new movie coming out, in the whole press is what if you find a fly the size of like a golden retriever? I'll talk to him about it. I know
3: (laughs) that's happened to me before. Uh,
1: But yeah, that I mean, that song is um, is just part of this music. It like a, a, a part of the DNA of this music. Yep. It's like one of those ones that sucked into the ribs and just became uh, uh, important to the rest of it. You know,
3: what you got?
1: I got uh, a group called Heavy Bile from Brazil. Uh, this song's called Serenata, and it it's awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh cool shit from Brazil. Sounds great. Yeah. Um I randomly stumbled across that. You've been listening to a lot of world music lately too. I have. I, I like like there's some awesome shit ha- happening out there and the internet is fucking great for finding cool shit that <laughs> I never would have had access to otherwise. The internet's so. great for finding stuff. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. Um uh, I think I should we should sign off before I uh, say any more embarrassingly <laughs> effusive things about Daft Punk. again. Like, this is the episode to be effusive. I, yeah, 100%. I, like I mean, I, like, if,
2: if you know, if there is, if there's a we've pinnacle, already done right? All the embarrassing. We, yeah, we've, we've I'm just plenty. saying. Guys, my takeaway here is, if 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 if, if there is it. a thing to be overly grateful and give uh, again extra praise to, it is this this is the piece of, of work that for me is it is the all-timer for daft punk. I mean I love RAM, RAM's my favorite album, uh, but but again, as far as cultural impact on on an entire genre, eh. this uh, is yeah. the
3: pinnacle. Yes. Ram, RAM is an achievement. This is the culmination of a lot of things. Yes.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, yes. They absolutely. um um they 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 changed the course of what pop music sounded like. Yeah. With discovery, they changed the face of the music industry with this uh, album and with this tour. Yeah. Uh, in in a way that will we'll never be reconciled with, like like yeah. for the rest. Again, and
2: we'll we'll throw in the words with hindsight so for better like or we for said, worse. We, you no, know, I'll throw in those no, words. No, for later. better, for, for better, for better. But I mean, for better,
1: again, like like dance music was this weird underground thing when they Amen. got a part of it and it's a fucking 7.5 billion dollar industry now because they f- showed everybody how to how to make it mainstream i don't care i don't care if there's dance artists that i don't connect with or that that have flattened out this sound or whatever this this tour showed so like introduced so many millions of people to to dance music and it, it made so many more people ambitious and it in, inspired so many people to want to do this and want to push the boundaries and want to make cool shit and 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 use bright lights and fucking throw parties for, for better or worse no it for better. This this album, this tour made the world better. Period. Amen. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> you
2: gotta, we gotta outro ourselves, but.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm Andy.
2: I'm leaving that in.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's leave it I, in. I, I'm Darren. Leave it in. I'm Andy. You can find me uh, on Instagram at Andy Reid. Andy Reed R. Uh, Reed is Reid is R E I D. Or on Twitter at Dr. Good Tweets. Dr. Good Tweets.
2: Uh, I'm Darren. Uh, you can find me on the social medias at the most, Darren, T H E M O S T D A R R E N. I produce a DJ under the, the moniker A Bomb. Uh, follow me on Spotify and all that stuff. And I yeah, stream video game content over on Facebook Gaming. Uh, DSG Gaming is my channel. Check me out there.
3: My name's Devin, and um, enjoy your time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, we will see you next week. Hello everyone. Alive 2021 is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network and was created by Andy Reid, developed by Andy Reid Devin Rosenai and Darren Shelton with technical production by Darren Shelton for more information please visit Alive2021.com